Oh, I have to let you know that you're being recorded. Is that okay? Yes, that's fine. Thank you. Um, this is a little sparkle. Welcome, everyone. We all are teachers. We know it's hard to educate our kids and make them face real problems to put together our strength and give them all our knowledge my fellow friends let's talk about it we are here to talk and make it better kids and mental health all matter little sparkle the podcast for educators all right welcome back to leave a little sparkle I'm your host, Julie Walker, and of course, today I'm super excited, and I know I say that every week, but the weeks that I have my best friend on, I really and truly am super excited. So, hi, bestie. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I just saw you like four hours ago. (laughs) Right, and this is kind of, this is the first time we've actually done a team chat. I know. It's been really beneficial when I have worked with people like out of state or in different counties, Teams has really been, they've been a champ for me. So I got to say, I, I like it. And Zoom, did you know that Zoom, if you are free on Zoom, you only get 30 minutes? That's crazy. We used to unlimit it. And then I signed on. I was like, since when did they go down to 30? Because it used to be, I guess, during COVID and stuff, it used to be unlimited. But now Oh, I'm them. sure. Yeah. So part of me, it's late. Ooh. Excuse me. But we had to jump on today because our brains were just magical today. I don't know if it was the mixture of the mac and cheese and Chick-fil-A drinks or <laughs> if it was just that we just hadn't seen each other in a while. But today we had a brainchild and it was beautiful. Yes, we did. So I'm going to let you kind of take the reins. What's Let's start with what the big problem is currently in your life. What's coming up in August? My baby starts daycare and daycare is so hard to come by now. It's waiting list and yes, yes, my baby is starting daycare. Yeah. And the sad part about that is one half your paycheck is going to be spent on childcare. Right. Which, in the grand scheme of things, like, you still get some of your paycheck, but still, like, that's a huge chunk. And then, two, that means your baby's growing up. I know. I know. So, something I noticed, because Xander's been to two different daycares, and something I noticed is the just huge inconsistencies between daycares and um, pre-Ks, I guess daycares and pre-Ks, um, because... Like the the school you signed your son up for starts at seven and you have to pick up by five thirty. I've had Xander in a school that started at six and ends at six, and I've had him at a school that started at seven and ends at six. And there's just a huge range, and it's hard to find the one that it's right for us as teachers. Because I'm not saying I want to be up at the school until six every day, but I'm also yeah. There's times like orientation or. Uh, Open oh house. gosh, open house. What else happens? There's so many like kindergarten roundup was one this year that 
you end up being there after hours right. and finding more childcare for your child. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's not beneficial in any way, shape or form for the parent, for the child, for the child care provider. I, I don't really know where this is helping anybody. Right. 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 So, I agree. so we're sitting there today. We're talking about your baby starting school. Well, you know, daycare, which as teachers, we see it as school, right? <laughs> They're putting your little baby in a uniform. They are. They are. They're making him. And I even said, I was like, you do know, I know he's going to be a year and a half, but he's still wearing six to nine month clothes. He's, he's tiny. Yeah, he is. He's tiny. And he's a year and a half and you're going to make him go in a uniform. It's crazy. It really is. I'm like, okay, you see pre-K, you know, pre-K doesn't wear a uniform. Right. But it's like, and daycares don't wear uniforms. I've never yeah. heard of a daycare where you have to wear a uniform, but they're making him. Yeah, that's crazy. It's a Montessori, right? Mm-hmm. It's so, it's, that's, that's part of the, discre- or the, yeah, the discrepancies that I see between the different child cares, you know, like my school never said anything about a uniform. There were days where they dressed up and the, you know, things like that, but there was never like, he has to wear this and he has to wear that. Other than the, the closed toed shoe policy, which I think is just universal child care, closed toed shoes. We don't want them losing a toe. <laughs> right. 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 Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's, so that's another thing. So we're talking about all these things and our brainchild that happened was, do you want to go ahead and tell everybody? So we were discussing that the school board should offer daycare services for their employees. And and when we say for the employees, we mean only for the employees. If you're a custodian, if you're a para, if you're a teacher, if you're an admin, if you're a bus librarian, driver. bus driver, yeah. You should have first dibs at any of those spots, but they should only be for staff. Right. Um, and we talked about, so my son's going into kindergarten this year. <sighs> I'll get to kindergarten this year. Uh, but if this had been around for me, it would have made a huge difference in just how long I took off and how quickly I came back to work. And we've even discussed, you know, I want to have another child. I have a desire to have one more and whether it happens or not because of my PCOS, like I don't think I could afford to work and put a baby in baby daycare. I got extremely lucky that my husband stayed home with Xander until he was two. Um, He worked nights and weekends. So we just had opposite shifts. Um, And you've kind of been lucky too in your situation. Um. So just family-wise, it's worked out. But at the same time, if I, you know, with, with everybody working now and stuff, if I were to bring a second child into the home, I would pretty much have to quit my job. Right. And it's sad. It's sad that it it has to come to that because, mm-hmm. you know, I know so many teachers who have quit because they don't have daycare yeah. for their kids. They can't find daycare or it's super expensive and they just, they can't do it. So we lose good teachers that way, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because good teachers with the energy to keep up with these kids right now are teachers having families right now, starting right. families, you know, they're usually mid twenties to end of their thirties, 
having mm-hmm. babies, um, starting their family, whether it's one, two, three, however many children they have, that's the age range we're all mainly in, right? Right. And and okay, so let's talk about some of the perks we do have with the school board. We have a free healthcare clinic. Mm-hmm. Um, we have insurance so that if we want to go out of the healthcare clinic, we could. Um, obviously we have the holidays off. We get holiday pay for certain holidays. They do hold back so that we can kind of enjoy the summertime off, even though we know we've worked for it, right? Right. But all those things don't really make up for the fact that we're paying hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars to send our kids to childcare during the day um, and childcare that we don't really know what are they learning, who's with them. Um, we're having to stress about what time they get to that school and what time we have to pick them up. I mean, that was my biggest struggle this past year is I'm an early bird and I couldn't drop my son off until seven and I was barely making it to work on time. I'm sure I'm not the only parent that feels that way. Right. Cause I'm going to be in the same situation next year. He's or this coming year. He's daycare opens at seven and I'm just going to have to haul butt to work right after. And it's like, yeah. And with our school, if you're even like 10 minutes late, you're going to be 20 minutes late because the amount there's mm-hmm. one way in and one way out and the amount of parents dropping their kids off, you are stuck in that line. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm sure exactly. that we're not the only school like that. <laughs> exactly. So our biggest brainchild here then is to add to those benefits for teachers by creating childcare just for teachers and staff of schools and what we decided was because we were going to, we, we came up with all sorts of ideas with this because first of all, we don't have, but anything here. Okay. And, <laughs> and second of all, like we don't want to just say, Hey, you should add childcare and leave it to it. We actually want to open it up and have ideas and, and, things that has been thought through so that it's easy for people to, to jump on board with it. Right. So I'm going to let you take it away. So what are some of our brain children? (laughs) We had talked about like, I know we have, like we talked about the clinic and of course that's all free for us. And that's amazing. Um, I mean, even if we did do the daycare, I'm not saying free. Yes. Would that be amazing? Absolutely. But I'm not saying that even if you charge the employees, I mean, even if you give some sort of discount, you know, you know, just that incentive of just having a place for your baby to go. And, you know, because there, there is thousands of dollars in grant money and we know the school board knows how to get that money. Right. So we have plenty of funding that we get through our pre-K services and mm -hmm. things like that. And I know we also discussed about uh, putting students first. And I know, I think, yeah, you had mentioned about having highly qualified teachers that work for the county teaching our students first. Yeah. You know, they can first before they're touched by anybody else that's going to give them the misinformation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And teach and teach them what they need to know. So that way, when they do go on to pre-K, they're well prepared. And then when they're yeah. brought up 
to me in kindergarten, <laughs> you know, they know they're well prepared and they know, you know, their letters or letter sounds, mm-hmm. things like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, as teachers, teacher moms, mom, teachers, whatever, um, we already try to teach our kids throughout the day, right? Like I know you read books with your son. I'm trying to do alphabet letters and sounds with Xander. Like we're already doing those things. We expect and want our children to have a good education. So we're already going to support those teachers. And we know that, yes, there's some things that are developmentally appropriate and some that are not, but we know and we trust that teachers know what the right thing is. And that the earlier we reach these kids with the alphabet, with letters, shapes, sounds, numbers, the better off they're going to be in kindergarten. They're going to be ready and prepared to learn to read. Right. And you're not going to have so many learning gaps, you know, and things like that. So. And right now, I mean, I know you and I've talked about it. There's there, you've had kindergartners come in that cannot even write their name, uh, what, what would you say is probably the shock, the most shocking, you don't have to give names or anything, but the most shocking situation you've ever had of a kindergartner coming in of what they know and don't know? Not knowing letters and letter sounds. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you should, coming in again, kindergarten, you should know letters and letter sounds. Yeah. Um, and when a kid comes to you only knowing three or four letters and letter sounds, you know, that's there's a, there's a problem. And, you know, <clears throat> some of them, unfortunately, like it'll shock you, but some of them have been in daycare mm-hmm. and it's like, what is and, and parents think, yeah, parents think like I'm paying these people. They say they have this curriculum. I know that was one of my first questions I asked when I moved him to um, his daycare was what's the curriculum. And I know they showed me a book of, I guess they were using funny daffer at the time. Um, and I know a lot of people who swear by that curriculum. It didn't work for my child. Right. Um, he's the one I'm scared going into uh, kindergarten, not knowing his letters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that the school board did a kindergarten camp this summer to help those kids get ready. But it was only four weeks long, four days a week, four weeks long. They were there for four hours a day, five hours, eight to one. So it wasn't long. And I don't think that short amount of time is going to actually make a huge difference. Right. Right. So another idea we had talked about and tossed around was like not having these at every single school, but instead having between five and six different major headquarter, it's not headquarter. What was the word I'm looking for? facilities I, I guess like major <laughs> facilities in um, yeah. each of the major cities so like Lakeland uh we said Mulberry because they can get some of those South Lakelanders um Bartow they Bartow can take care of Fort Meade and Bartow and possibly even Alturas kids because there's not a lot of kids out there well there's not a lot of there's one school so <laughs> um Winter Haven um Ooh, Frostproof is a part of Polk County, right? Like, I I might need my map, but maybe that, yeah. yeah. Um, And then maybe one out in Lake Alfred. Lake Alfred slash, oh, Davenport's a good one, too. Davenport, yeah. Yeah, and that's a big one. So, right. so we're not saying go through and change every single school. We're saying start a facility in the major cities of our city um, that, you know, 
you could make an entire daycare out of. Right. And I know the biggest thing probably would be, well, what do we do during the summers? Well, you could have summer Mm -hmm. camp. Um, you know, that's where you could host the kindergarten camp. Right. And I'm Mm -hmm. sure there's employees that would keep their child because maybe they want to work summer school and this would give them an option. Cause like myself, I didn't have anybody to watch Cooper. So if I wanted to do summer school, Mm -hmm. I can't. And unfortunately there's a teacher who can't, you know, myself who can't do it because of childcare. If you had care. You know. Or even, I mean, honestly, there's been a lot of professional developments that have come up this year that I wanted to attend that I can't because I'm stuck home watching my child. Um, or here's another crazy thought. You know, teachers are working second jobs to make ends meet. Right. I can name a few teachers off the top of my head that have second to third jobs to make ends meet. Um, why not? you know, let their kids be in during the summer. And you even mentioned, and I thought this was genius, instead of it being daycare during the summer, it being like a summer camp program. Right. Mm-hmm. And I I just know that there would be a lot of parents that would be like, sign us up. This is awesome. And I know for myself, if I had had a safe, reliable, clean, nice place that I could send my child the six weeks after I had him, I probably would have come back to work a lot sooner than I did. Yes, exactly. And I'm sure a lot of um, people feel that way. If they had somewhere to send their child, they would have come back sooner or not have had to quit the job because, you know, Mm -hmm. they needed daycare. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's so true. So Christine and I, we do our research, right? We're those people. So I have my my phone and uh, we were looking over some, we were trying to find if any, any other districts had done this. And um, the question that was posed on this article, this was from 2018, can in-house childcare keep young teachers in the classroom? These districts want to find out. Uh, when Sheridan Brohl and her husband moved to Durango from Kansas a couple years ago, finding care for their one-year-old daughter was unimaginably hard. Would you agree that's what it is right now? Mm. Yeah. I think I Googled and called about 20 different places and left messages and got no calls back, said Brule, who was starting a job as an English teacher in Durango High School. Although a neighbor eventually helped her find a spot at a local child care center, Brule's initial dead-end search illustrates just how tough it can be for working parents to line up dependable child care, especially for infants and toddlers. Such predicaments can have wide-ranging consequences for schools forcing young teachers to look for jobs elsewhere or quit altogether and leaving students with a revolving door of instructors. So Colorado has tried this. Um, So both the 5,000 student Durango district in Southwestern Colorado and the 31,000 student Boulder Valley district in the state um, will open childcare programs for infants and toddlers in the next two weeks, both to be housed in the district high schools, which I thought was really Interesting because I know when I was at Auburndale High School, there was a classroom there that was like the early childhood development class, and it was also a daycare. I don't know the situation, like who was able to get into that class. Like, I don't, I'm not sure of the specifics there, but I distinctly remember there being a daycare there. And then where we went to college, there was a daycare there. Right. And I know when I 
um, went to Mulberry, it was the same way um, mm-hmm. because I was part of the early childhood education program. So, and I remember they had a portable and like you said, I don't know how the kids got into there, but mm-hmm. I just know like I would go and volunteer to read to them and things like that. So I know there was some type of program, but right. you know. I don't think at my high school that there were infants. I believe it was like preschool age. Yeah. Because it was like the early childhood development, which wouldn't be, it'd be like three or four year olds. Yeah. Um, so trying to get to the good part. The creation of district run child care for staff often starts with a nagging need, then a brainstorm. And I thought that was really interesting because the reason this started for us was because of this persistent need of childcare. Like I know you've heard me talk about it for years now and now you're facing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can only imagine as we get new teachers and their young moms and young, I mean, even dads, you know, having to find childcare is the number one problem. Right. It, it really, it really is. And you know, at least if we had a school board daycare to send them to, and we had an event like open house and mm-hmm. we're aware, oh yeah, you know, they under, they'll understand. Right. And even if you, well, you have to pay $20. That's fine. I'll pay my $20 extra. To know, you know that I don't have to find childcare. I don't have to, I don't have to like go through 20 people to ask them if they're off, if they can get them, if they can... Can you imagine? I'm going to spend that $20 in paying somebody's gas to go get him, paying for his dinner and something for them, and a thank you for them taking care of him. Like, I'm going to spend that anyways, you know? Right. So it's sad that you have to jump through all those hoops, you know, like last year with the kindergarten roundup. It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, I don't even know if I can go. I'm a kindergarten teacher. It's, you know, from five to seven. I don't have anybody to watch my son. Luckily, you mm-hmm. know, I was able to find somebody, but, you know, it'd be so nice not to have to worry about that. And then it's like, mm-hmm. if I didn't, I would have to stay home. And then there yeah. goes one of your kindergarten teachers who couldn't go because they don't have childcare. Yeah. And it's going to drastically, I don't know how to explain this. It's, it's going to determine what kind of school you can go to. Because if you are at a school that mandates those things because of whatever government funding they have, you're going to have to go find a school that doesn't because you can't make sure that you're going to have childcare. And I know you and I talked about it at the end of the year. I didn't have a choice but to bring my son to school. Mm-hmm. There's it's it's a problem when that's what's going on. I'm having to choose between work and school. I didn't even use all my hours last year for fear that something would come up that I had to go get Xander from his school. Um, right. Or, I, I, you know, because at the drop of a hat, these daycares are closing when they need to, you know, enough staff didn't come in or, you know, there's something going on. So the staff is closing down for the day. There's been times I've had to take off just to be with my child. Right. Exactly. And that's, that's why a facility that's run by such a large corporation like the Polk County School Board would be impactful because they would be able to have substitutes, you know, a ready notice, 
have principals running it, making sure that it's running smoothly and, and that it wouldn't have to close down for the day. And that, you know, if there's an event coming up, that's covered. Or even just following the school board's schedule for right. the school year. Like when teachers go back, you start your first day of the school year. If they have a day off, everybody gets a day off. Right. Exactly. I think, I think it would make a huge difference. Me too. And I know we had talked about, could you imagine um, the beginning teachers or you know, not even teachers, just new staff members as mm -hmm. that being an incentive, you know, mm -hmm. they're like, Oh, instead of working at this County, I want to go to Polk County school board because they offer childcare and I don't yeah. have to worry about it. And I, what was the County in Florida? I know we had looked one of it. Was it, it was Broward? Duval County. Oh no. Yeah. You were right. Broward County. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, they offer um, that for their staff. So, I yeah. mean, and I know that there are districts around us. We're one of the largest districts in Polk County, but I know there's districts around us that offer to pay more per year. Mm -hmm. So this might set us just a little bit above everybody else so that we're not having these huge gaps. And I, I know not everybody has a childcare problem. It's, I get it, but more often than not, young teachers do have this problem. Right. Exactly. And if you don't have the problem that we have <laughs> of, of finding child care during the school year, maybe your kid is a third grader, maybe your kid is in, you know, fourth or fifth, having summer camps run through the school board at these facilities is another perk. And having it, I, I know it's kind of considering it like segregation because it's, it, we're separating the the staff kids from everybody else. But at the end of the day, like putting us as a priority makes us feel loved and makes us want to work harder and do better. And it takes one less thing out of our brains to worry about. So now we're worrying more on what are we teaching? Is it to the full extent of the standard and the delivery to our children? Because we're not having to worry about our own child. Exactly. And not having to worry about if he's 43rd on the list. Mm -hmm. So especially like these, you know, ones who are pregnant now, like I can't even imagine an infant because you can only have, mm -hmm. what did we say? Eight? Is it eight in a room? I think if you have uh, six to eight, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine like eight babies? Like, of course, Your you're going to be filled up quick. Yeah. Of course, you're going to be 43rd on the list. Mm -hmm. So and then, you know, could you imagine if I didn't get Cooper into daycare? What was I going to do? Right. So it's like. Yeah. We'd be one less kindergarten teacher. Right. And that would suck. It, right. And it, it's not beneficial to you either. Like, I know we've talked about this, but like, we're the type of moms that enjoy going to work because we need the break. We love our children dearly. We are so blessed, so happy and thankful that we have them. But we're good at our job and right. that little break of being good at something that you're not even having, like, I don't have to worry. I don't have to, you know, right. that little break is so important to us. Like it would break me if I was a stay at home mom, I couldn't do it. Right. I struggle during the summer, you know? Right. So it just, just the sheer fact of like, you possibly could have had to quit your job just to watch your child that's not right. fair to you. That's not fair to the school. That's not fair to the kids that would learn from you. It's exactly. not fair to your kid either because 
statistics show that kids that go to daycares are actually academically advanced. Right. And like I said, could you imagine, you know, just the Polk County School Board employee children, like they're going to excel, especially if, you know, you have highly qualified teachers teaching them, you know, they're going to know what, you know, letters and letter sounds, colors, numbers, you know, Mm -hmm. and Polk County would be known for, yeah, Polk County would be known for that instead of, well, maybe not, maybe not instead of Grady Judd, but maybe alongside of Grady Judd, we'd be known for having daycares for our staff. Right. Exactly. And it's just, <laughs> it would be a really good incentive. And I think it, oh, yeah. you know, it, I think people would be shocked about how well it did. Mm-hmm. You want to talk a little bit about the article you found that you sent me? Oh yeah. I did send you one, didn't I? You did. I told everybody we prepared. I know. <laughs> Hang on. Okay. All right, so uh, this one um, is child care benefits to help teacher retention. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. It says the teaching workforce has changed and many teachers are younger with growing families. This makes the need for child care an increasing concern and a factor when selecting a job. School districts that offer child care to teachers may help prevent them from leaving the classroom. Child care can also be used as a pre-K to attract new teachers with um, with small children, which I knew, um, we do have pre-K facilities. Um, some school districts have taken note of the pressure working parents face the young teachers who graduate and start their careers only to leave when they have become parents. Um, it says approximately 14% of teachers who leave their jobs do so because of pregnancy or family issues. That's a huge chunk. It really is. It says schools that have more challenges and lowering teachers are also more likely to have a young workforce that will have child care issues. To prevent this, some school districts offer child care perks. Teachers who benefit agree that child care makes it easier for them to achieve a work-life balance. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. something they said, kind of it kind of sparked something for me. Um, remember, when we were in school, we we had a lot of time where we got to... Well, we were both Paris, so we were already getting experience. But then we had a lot of field experience we needed to get. I personally worked down in the school's daycare um, to start with and um, learned a lot about teaching and stuff that way. Um, It gave me some really invaluable experience. And I think if we were to look at this as not just a way for us to help teachers that have children, but also a way to help brand new teachers get their feet wet, get field experience, learn. I mean, you could have student teachers in that setting. You could have them doing their field experiences and things in that setting so that they're learning how to do this thing, this stuff. They're learning about the school board and they're, they're getting their feet wet um, without having to jump into an actual school just yet. I mean, it could be a really good stepping stone too. Like if you if you work there at the daycare, you could be part of. Isn't it the greenhouse project that does the scholarships? Yes, which I'm so thankful for because that's the program. <laughs> yeah, I, I, if I had thought about it honestly, and I had, I, I should have done that. But <laughs> uh, 
hindsight's 2020 and I didn't know it about it until like my last semester. Anyways. So what we're trying to say, Mr. Hyde, is that our brainchild can be yours for free as long as it's something that you guys jump on and do. As long as Mr. Cooper (laughs) gets one of the spots, you know, because this was on the list. (laughs) Well, the the goal would be for us to be able to see how many and have people sign up and not have to have like spaces where people are waiting like they are with every other daycare. Right. If if that means that they're adding and changing units like every school in Polk County is doing, then I think they should do that. Right. Exactly. I mean, and if, you know, let's say Winter Haven one year has less kids enrolled in third the three-year-old class. Okay. Well, I'm sure Lakeland doesn't have less kids in the three-year-old class, so send that person over to there if they want to, you know, just like they do for our schools. It would be nothing different. Exactly. And And I know they'll be surprised, you know, just like we had talked about getting signatures and petitioning and everybody's going to be shocked when, you know, they see how much of a need this really is. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So let me go ahead and tell the audience. So we are very passionate about this. And anytime Christine gets passionate about something, I get passionate about it and we just get fired up. Okay. Right. So we are going to, you'll find in the link, in the description, a link to a survey. We want to know what you think of this. Would this help, you know, to keep you, um, keep some retention for teachers? Um, Is this something that you think would be a fantastic perk? Is this something that you think would be good for student teachers? And then there's also going to be a link to a petition um, because obviously we're data-minded people, right? So like the, the survey is going to help us to be able to prove our point and the petition is going to help us to show the numbers behind our point because everything's a numbers game, right? So if you love this idea and it's something that you think that you can get behind and would help you, I want you to find the link down below um, and go ahead and get started on filling it out. Um, and send this video to all of your friends, all your teacher friends, all your staff friends. I know that we are not the only two people that have been in this boat because I've talked to a lot of people that have been in this boat. Right. And even if you're not in this boat, just think of maybe one day you will be, or Mm -hmm. maybe you have been in that boat. Maybe your kids are now in school, but just think about your situation prior and how that yeah. would affect you and help people do. Yeah. And again, we're not asking for charity here. We're, we're saying that this, you know, the teachers can pay something. Um, we do like that some of these other districts offer at a reduced rate. And that would be very helpful because like I said, like um, for me, if I were to have another child, I would, I would have to pick staying home with them because it'd be half my paycheck gone. So at that right. point, you know, um, not really helping much anyways. And then and, that. And saving, like just, you know, saving on like the two weeks of Christmas. Cause I know if your child doesn't go to daycare, they're closed for that week. You still have to pay. Whether oh yeah. You still have to pay. So could you imagine, right. you know, employees saving that money mm-hmm. because, you know, they're closed for those two weeks. That's an extra two weeks mm-hmm. worth of you know, money that I could have. to Right. 
And another problem that I've had with um, daycare in, in particular is that they want you to pay weekly. Well, we get paid, you get paid once a month, right? I get paid only twice a month. Um, I didn't really have a choice to, I, I would have picked the once a month because I like being able to pay all my bills at one time. But anyways, um, so I get paid twice a month, but I'm having to pay once a week for his schooling. And it just would get to be like a lot to figure out and put money in. So why not just go ahead and do auto draft from our, our paycheck? You yes. can even prorate it if you need to, like, here's your August check. I'm, I'm taking September. Um, and then if you have to do money back or whatever the case may be, then you can do that. But for the most part, I just feel like this would be a lot more beneficial to just auto draft it out of, you know, what you need and make it a monthly amount. Like it costs you, you know, 400 for the month for August, you know, mm -hmm. and that's, that comes directly out of your check. And that way, if, if they do it right they can figure out how much like their daily cost is, right? And they can split that up into that 10 month time frame. So you pay the same amount every month, but you're not paying for the time that we're off. Right. Exactly. So that would be a huge benefit to us teachers because it's not an ebb and flow of how much we're having to pay and we're not having to worry about paying every single week. And um it's you know it's not it's just strenuous. It's just mm -hmm. strenuous. Exactly. And I even, I put mine on auto pay and had to take it out off of auto pay because that was not working with my teacher salary. Exactly. And again, with the teacher salary, I don't know about you guys, but when I looked for a daycare, my first, I had two questions. First one is, do you give a teacher discount? <laughs> I feel like you ask that everywhere we go. <laughs> yes. And my second thing is, do you make me pay during my summer months? And every single time most of them said, yes, we do. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that was a factor for me the last couple summers to keep Xander in school. Um, and I did. I kept him in school. There was a few days throughout the summer that I would take him and he can be at home with me. But if I'm paying for it to keep his spot, that sucker's going. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. But I'm so proud of you for being so smart. <laughs> it was my dilemma today when I was just like, oh my gosh, you know, 43rd on the list. And mm -hmm. it's like, you know, it would be so much easier if it just, just had a place to go. I you know. know. Place because it would be. Place he's going now. It's like, that was the first open spot. And it's like, am I sending him to a good daycare that's going yeah. to be teaching him and taking good care of him and you and know. right now if you don't jump on the first spot that comes you don't know how long you're waiting exactly mm -hmm. exactly and like I said if August came and it's like great what am I going to do I don't have anywhere for my son to go yeah. I can't go back to work mm -hmm. and I'm sure I I'm not the only one feeling like that because I know I don't know if you're part of the the Facebook um the Polk County teacher Facebook but they're constantly asking about daycares and um, anybody know any daycares that are open, you know? Yeah, it's, it's a big, it's a, it's a Polk County pandemic right now. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of daycares closed or reduced their numbers during COVID. Um, I know a lot of baby or infant rooms got closed during COVID. 
Um, and they're still deathly afraid that they're going to get COVID. So a lot of places have not fully opened up um, or they're, they're having a hard time finding staff. So they can't mm-hmm. fully open up. And people every single day are moving to Polk County. I cannot drive down the road without seeing a brand new house being built. Right. Well, that's that's a problem. I mean, right. we're building new schools to accommodate these children, but we're not building more daycares. We're not having more daycares come available. The school board can be the change here. They can be the, the big change. Exactly. Exactly. They can. And I hope this so, does make some type of change because I think it would be very beneficial. Yeah. And I mean, even if it's, I don't know if principals are allowed to decide on putting a daycare at their school or not, but something to just take that and uh, alleviate some of that pressure would be really beneficial. So, you know, I really hope that they run with it. And I can't wait to put this out there and see what people think. I, I just, I think it'll be great. I, I do too. And I know they, we talked about the school board clinic. They made that happen. So I think oh, that yeah. they happen too. Yeah. And I mean, you know, maybe they can be trendsetters. Maybe the, the county will take after them and do something like that too. Publix, where our husbands work, used to have a daycare. Don't know why they closed that down. That would have been very beneficial to both of us. Um, right. But that one got closed down. Right. So. Exactly. Yeah, both our boys could have went there. Man. <laughs> <laughs> See the dilemma? Like it's it really is. It, and as as teachers, we expect the best from ourselves. Right. And we're not going to half butt anything. Like I said earlier, we're not going to just send our kid anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like we the mom and teacher guilt would be too much to just send our kid anywhere. Right. And can you imagine? Um, not having the excuse from, from employees now, oh, I can't stay because, you know, I don't have childcare. Right. You do, so. Right. And, you know, even if we have to pay 20 bucks extra, like sign me up. I'm not asking them to raise my kid, but also (laughs) (laughs) it would make things so, I mean, you know, most of us teachers are done by three 30, right? So Mm -hmm. even if they closed by four 30, giving everybody time to get where they, you know, whatever. So they closed by 4.30 most days, but they opened at 6.30 so we could drop them off in time to get to work on time, right? That would make a huge difference there too. And then that would give people still a little bit of leeway in the afternoon because I know a lot of daycare workers are burnt out because they're not getting off till 6 o'clock. Um, mm-hmm. Well, if they get off at 6 o'clock because I know some of them, like they have strict cleaning policies of their classrooms and stuff. Uh, thank God we don't have that at our school because my room's a hot mess every day. But a lot of daycares do. And so, ho- you know, hopefully they're off by six and headed home, but some of them aren't. Uh, but that takes away your whole day. It really does. I can't imagine having to work like from the start of the day to the end of the day and um, just how tedious that must be. And so this would be a great place for people to work. I feel like you would have people knocking the door down to work there just oh, for yeah. the sheer benefit of loan of health insurance. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. And so they could choose, pick and choose the cream of the crop teachers to be there. Exactly. And could you imagine just adding 
that as another incentive because I know all the time they're constantly calling for new teachers and putting the oh, different yeah. incentives that we have. Could you imagine putting that as an incentive? And it's like, hmm, should I go to, I'm just throwing it out there, Hillsborough County where you may get paid a little bit more or Polk County where I'll be able to have childcare for my child. Yeah. Gonna go with I mean, care. I yeah, every day I would go with child care. Just, I mean, yeah, every day. <laughs> right. exactly. it, it just, it baffles me that we don't already have this in place, especially because this is a female dominated career. Yes. There's a lot more men now than when I was a child, but it is, it's a female dominated, dominated career. And we don't have things like paid maternity leave and we don't have child care for our teachers. That's a problem. And that's why there are retention issues. And I, not to get on my high horse and not to be that person, but the reason you have people leaving is because you're spending time to make Facebook posts about brand new teachers and spotlighting teachers, but you're not taking time to go to the root cause, which is I don't have childcare. I don't have maternity leave. I'm not getting paid enough. Those are the root causes. And maybe you can't change the payment. Okay, fair enough. I think they can, but maybe you can. Maybe there's no money in the budget to change what you pay people. But I'm sure you can get funding to take care of our kids during the day. Right. Exactly. And, and you know, it, Publix offers uh, maternity and paternity leave because I know, you know, when we got Cooper, um, Chris went on paternity leave because they offered that and it was paid. Yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, yours was not. And now your holdback is messed up for the summer. And I know we've talked about it before, but mine was not either. And I had barely any time left over because all of my appointments had to be before 4 p.m. And I was high risk. And so by the time I got to my maternity leave, I had no time left. Yeah. So I get it. We get summers, but you can't use that as the excuse when we're working to make the money. money for that. Yeah. And, and yeah, I that's think, what a lot of people don't understand. Oh, they get paid. That's our money that we've already made. Yeah. That money is basically sitting in a savings account for us, which yeah. don't even get started on that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to get started on that. But what <laughs> I am going to say is quit wasting the time on Facebook. Yes. It feels good sometimes to get a shout out for being a great teacher, but that's also sometimes just a popularity contest, you know? Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, do what really needs to be done for your workers, your employees, because like you said, this was a conversation you and I had personally, but if you treat your employees right, they're going to go above and beyond to get the job done and get it done right. Exactly. Exactly. 100%. And teachers are already perfectionists, so they already have that drive in them, that desire to do the right thing and to you know, go above and beyond. But if you're loyal to us, now it's going to be just that much more coming from us. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on my podcast with me sure. today. Like, this I hope, just, I hope it happens. That's just fingers crossed. Our, our names are going to be first ones signed on the petition. <laughs> yes. And like I said, if it does get approved, even just one facility, my son gets a spot. That's all I, <laughs> I, you know, it wouldn't hurt my feelings if they named it the Walker Parker Center. 
They should. They really should. <laughs> we should have our picture in some kind of class. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny we realized today so we're talking about what it could be named and stuff and i'm like take a walk with us and park here there you <laughs> go Man. our names are so perfect for all these puns i cannot even right <laughs> <laughs> but if they don't name it after us still just getting this done for teachers even like you said one facility to start with then they can add more coming in preferably winter haven people uh, <laughs> It would make a huge difference. It really will. And I hope other employees agree. And like you said, share with everybody, you know, have them sign the petition, um, put your comments, do the polls. Take a snapshot of this video, record, screen record this video, throw it on your TikTok, put the go, the, the signature, the petition page on there, see what happens because the more we get, the more we can go to the district and say, Hey, I did a podcast about this idea. Everyone loved it. Here's what they had to say. And maybe we can make some change for everybody. So. Exactly. Fingers crossed. And, and you know, you're welcome on this podcast anytime. <laughs> I just She's love so it. I'm like, yes. <laughs> she's so funny earlier she's like i'm just inviting myself on your podcast do you even need an invitation <laughs> i know I was like, this would be a great podcast <laughs> there's a lot of times that you and i are talking and i'm like podcast <laughs> right exactly okay wait don't talk about it anymore we need to save our ideas <laughs> yeah we could go on forever we girl we could uh, our next one needs to be talking about how difficult it is to be a teacher and in school at the same time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right, guys, check out all my socials. Make sure you follow the links in the bio. Merch, new merch is up. Have at it. Buy away. Represent. Check out podcasts. Download it. Um, and go ahead and subscribe. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. If you are not already, click the bell notification if you have not done that already. And you'll see new videos and podcasts up every single week. If you have any ideas for podcasts and episodes, let me know. I will be going Target Dollar Spot shopping, which I'm so excited about, to let you know what good finds there are for teachers because, guys, we have to start shopping for the school year. It's coming up. It's okay. And <laughs> and I'm going to be doing some DIYs for the classroom. I'm going to uh, get that those videos up soon, too. So check it out. Thank you so much, Christine. You know you're my bestie, and I love you for the resty. I love you too. And thanks for having me. <laughs> of course. All right. Bye.